You're listening to the Naughty Rude Show podcast, Sin's place for all things sex, health, relationships, and identity. So, so, so scandalous. Good evening, you naughty, naughty listeners. You're listening to the Naughty Rude Show on Sin Nation. My name is Felicity. My name is Jack. I am Molly. I'm Erin. <laughs> our producers here in the room today. Hi. Now this is our last show for the season. So this show, of course, we have our best ofs. Yes. Um, so far, how do you think the show has been? Well, I think it's been great, and we've got a few um, a few segments that we're going to play back. Um, what we think were each of our favourite segments throughout the twelve weeks that we're on air. Mm. And this that's for the first hour, and then the second hour we've got the lovely girls from Love at First Swipe coming oh, in, that's so um, which cool. is going to be fantastic. So we'll be hanging out with them for uh, for an hour as well. Mm. Now I think I've learned a lot this season, eh? Now with the Shrek fairy tales, and also. Sex and masturbation in parents' room. That's a naughty, naughty topic, mm. isn't it? <laughs> That's a very naughty topic. So naughty. Naughty is a theme today. Um, we had a lot of interesting topics throughout the season, and I'm, I'm really happy with just how everything kind of came together this season, especially. Um, a lot of hard work from everyone in the team yeah. all came together, and we've all had some interesting and diverse opinions come through, more importantly, yeah. I think. So... And also talked about some pretty sick boofs, which was always really oh, great. Always yeah, need totally. a sick boof involved in the conversation Absolutely. at all times. Mm-hmm. Should we start with uh, our own introductions? Definitely. Okay. Um, my name is Molly. I am a cis, straight female. Um, I'm 24 years old and I am in a lovely, committed relationship with a dude. <laughs> with a dude. <laughs> Um, I'm Felicity. I am 21 years old. I am cis. I am bi. Um, I'm in a relationship with a guy. (laughs) Um, Aside from that, I'm pretty happy. I am happy to be here with you guys. Cool. Well, I'm Jack. I'm 22. 23 in two weeks. Woohoo! So old, Jack. I know, right? (laughs) Um, So, yeah, 23, um, straight and single at the moment. And uh, ready to mingle. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to say that, but I just I didn't know whether. Uh, I don't no, know. it's but okay. Said it for me. I went there. Yeah, ready to mingle like a Pringle. Oh, wow. you had to That's go. That's so there, bad. Didn't I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. So, who are you, Erin? What's what's? Yeah, I'm Erin. I'm a Pringle. A Pringle, but I'm also <laughs> the producer of Naughty Rude. I'm 19. I am a cis female, and I identify as bisexual. And I am yeah single. That's a Pringle. <laughs> I'm not cringing because I'm single. I love being single. Sad it's great. I'm just really cringing because I said Pringle. And I'm pretty sure I say pr- single as a Pringle every time I'm on the show. Mm. So I shouldn't be allowed in the microphone anymore, really. <laughs> it's a new catchphrase, isn't it? It's terrible. Oh, it's not new. I don't want that to be associated with me at all. Like, <laughs> Pop Felicity's cr- cringing over here. We'll see if she get up. We'll see if she gets, gets over it by the uh, end of the two hours. Oh, if I'm on the microphone, she's not going to stop cringing. Oh, oh, oh this would be great. This would be a great two hours. <laughs> you know it. Now, we have Relax by Frankie Goes to Hollywood coming right up. And then we have Jack's Choice yes. of the season. Yes. You're listening to the Naughty Root Show on Sin Nation. You're on the Naughty Root Show on Sin Nation with Jack, Felicity, Molly and Erin. That was Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Relax. Banger of a tune to start your uh, Sunday night. And if you've got any questions for us, we're more than happy to answer them for you. We'll answer them truthfully and honestly for you. And that is via Tumblr at naughtyroodshow.tumblr.com. Did I hear or just dot com? Dot com forward slash ask. Just to repeat as well. The yes. NaughtyRootShow.tumblr.com forward slash ask. It was Mom so is... smooth right there. I know, but I just lost it. It I felt just... therapeutic until 
Is it .com or dot something? <laughs> In all fairness, it's a terrible URL. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> totally. And uh, today, today on the Naughty Road Show, it is our last show tonight. So we are going back and reflecting on what our favourite um, talks were throughout the season. Um, and it's my turn first. And we're talking about um, the role models in um, in film. And there's a lot of Shrek references in here, which makes me very, very happy. Oh, so I love that episode. I remember so, when we did that episode. So good. And I think we played we played a song off the Shrek soundtrack. It was literally the best 10 minutes of my oh, life. I, I had the pleasure <laughs> of editing that show, Jack, right? Yes. And I had to edit out two Smash Mouth songs. Not one, but two. You played two Smash so Mouth songs. Good. Smash Mouth is 15 such minutes. a good band. You have no idea, Aaron. You, How you say, dare you? Would you say, Aaron, that I smashed it or? Oh, wow. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Do you I don't know who to respond to there. The Pringle <laughs> comment or the Smash Mouth comment. Continue There's a lot happening. There's a lot happening, but we'll throw that now. You're on the Naughty Root Show. And we've been speaking tonight about gender represent- representation in movies, in media, in pop culture in general. And we just thought we might just unpack a certain, a certain reference that we've neglected to tell you all about. This evening. And the reference is Shrek. Can you um, tell? No, we, we also thought we would chuck in those little happy tunes because mm. it's a Sunday evening of a long weekend and we, we're we all Shrek fans, so we hope yes. you are too. Yes. But Shrek does send a lot of positive messages, so it this does. isn't totally off. Irrelevant. This yeah. isn't totally off track or irrelevant to our show today. Yeah. And I think if we look at the the message in Shrek, and for Fiona especially, she is, and I said, I was, we were talking about this before the show, we were talking about like, the stuff we we're going to talk about today, and I said, and I quote, she's a total badass, and it works. Because you wouldn't really get that in 2001. That wasn't really a time for women to break out of their shell. Sure, you've got uh, the... 2000, 2001, it, it was. It was, okay. But I, I just think Shrek was... It was before its time when other, you know, other cartoons weren't doing that. Yeah, other sure. things in the world were, but cartoons maybe not. But continue, mm. Jack. Sure. Well, if we look at if we look at the start of the movie, and to be fair, you've gone back into the stereotype of the woman in distress, but she she just she blossoms into this independent, feisty woman. And I, I, well, I don't like using the word feisty. That's not a, that's not a good representation. It's I think to, it is. Is it? I, I love it. Actually, yeah, right. I love people who have a bit of fire. Mm. But hey, that's just me. Yeah, fiery she, lady. And plus, she knows martial arts too, so that's amazing. There we go. She does. Yeah. Fiona is. She's just what a great lass. She is, and and as we say, you know, you wouldn't get many cases um, of women who show independence, who, you know, but they still have those insecurities about the way they look and the way they interact with people. Because if we look at, um, I think it was halfway through when the sun went down, and she turned into. Shrek, basically. An ogre. An ogre by nightfall. So, you know... I must say, she's a pretty ogre, though. Yeah, I agree with that. But she was still quite insecure about how she looked because she had this image of the beautiful princess and now she's Mm -hmm. been, you know... I guess blessed, but, you know... You know, ogres don't fit the stereotypical, traditionally beautiful mould. No. There we go. And that, I think that's what Fiona was battling. Yeah, and yes. so when she became an ogre, she thought, maybe, you know, I'm not beautiful anymore. People won't see that. Mm-hmm. But it really sent out this message. Like, I remember watching Shrek and, mm. you know, it, it sends that message that it doesn't really matter if you're green and ogre on no. the outside. If you are a wonderful human, a wonderful person, not yeah. even a human, because I yes. think ogres are technically human. Uh, uh, but well, I don't if, yeah. you're, if you're a good person, mm-hmm. if you've got a nice, kind heart... Yeah. Then that's what that's what it's about, mm-hmm. and 
I love that. Yeah, and I, I mean, it's funny because we look at the way that Fiona looked um, and Shrek obviously didn't have an issue with it because, well, she's him, basically. Um, but if you look at Lord Farquaad, and there's a little in-joke in there as well if you don't haven't picked it up already. Um, <laughs> but, you know, he was still very much, well, I was going to say the cliche male, but, like, you know, he wasn't happy with her as she looked. She, he wasn't, she wasn't beautiful. He couldn't accept that. But Shrek could, and ironically, he's not a beautiful person. So it kind of it, it kind of works. I I think that you know. Yeah. I think I think it says more. Like we all know that Shrek, while he's a bit, he's rough on the edges. Yes, he is. He's got. He has good intentions and he's a good person. Whereas Lord Farquaad was no. superficial. He was a yes. nasty king, and he was. I while mean, he was looking at himself in the mirror the whole damn time. Yeah. Well, exactly, and mm. it's also quite ironic because Lord Farquaad also didn't meet the traditional beauty standards. Not at all. No, being, very short. You know, being a very uh, short quad, really short. Uh, wow. Which is, okay. Has anyone realised what that means? Far quad, as in like a long quad reception like leg muscle oh my god that's what it means so it's a it's a play on words so he's he's got short legs not he's a he's not far quad not a long leg it just blew my mind yeah oh my god Tess I'm just dropping truth bombs for you while I look at Shrek through a I just realised that I've always wondered why the name far quad was far quad Mm, yeah I know well that's what it is so I mean Uh, yes have I I learnt the wrong thing for the last 22 and a half years I think maybe you just haven't realised that one, but it's a, it's wow. a sneaky, it's a sneaky it really one. Is. I, I've, I've, I mean, I've studied Shrek quite a bit. Super subtle. <laughs> but Shrek University. Yes, uh, yes, I'm just about to graduate. I've got yes. graduated with distinction from Shrek Uni. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but like, yes, yeah, Lord Farquaad, he doesn't meet these traditional beauty standards, no. but he's all hung up on that, and it's yes. not nice. But Shrek is a good guy. Fiona is a good person, mm. and and Donkey is a good animal. <laughs> yes, and we think, love Donkey, the noble steed. No, and I think, and that's another thing as well. You know, we we focused on the humans for the last hour and a half, I think. Mm-hmm. But I think we need to focus on the animals and the representation <laughs> of um, animal genders in movies as well. And <laughs> wow, this, this sounds ridiculous. This, season, this no, sounds no, ridiculous, even we'll, as I say it. We'll let you we'll let you go before we cut your mic, Jack. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, well, if we look at this, well, what do you what? You're, you're looking at the computer there. So are you think are you thinking a song or what? Are you, what are we thinking? No, here? no. Let's I, unpack it. Do we unpack it? Yeah, I want. I want to sure. hear what you have to say. Let's do it. Okay. So if we look at this, we look at you know the traditional male to female um, relationship. But Donkey, he was in love with a dragon. He's fallen in love with a dragon, and he's seen past the the lipstick and the and the eyelashes and everything else. But he he, he fell in love with a dragon. Pardon? He fell in love with a dragon. He did. It's a species relationships. Yes. Yeah. It is special. Yeah. Is that is that a th- yeah? No, it's not a thing. It's not a word. No, just, but we'll go with it because yeah. we know what we mean. I th- no. so that's another thing. Shrek is also encouraging. You know, love in yes. all aspects, whatever your whatever your race, whatever your species, whatever yes. your mm-hmm. whatever you're into, and not confining Shrek. To the, go, Shrek's into it. Yeah, and not confining to those stereotypes of interpersonal, inter interspecial, inter um, all of those inter everything, everything, every inter you can imagine. I must say, though, talking about interspecies relationships, mm. we are not trying to promote bestiality here, just so you know. No. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no. There's a fine line. No, we're just no. pro-Shrek. Yeah, we're pro-Shrek. We're pro-Shrek. No, we can do no wrongs. But, yeah, we also... the third one, my God. <laughs> we, we also um, are very much sticklers to the law here in the Naughty Rude, so... Yes. Yeah. We're just having a bit of uh, friendly banter... Yes. ...about Shrek. 
And so that was the Shrek discussion with Tess, Jack and Felicity, which um, I really liked the nickname for Lord Farquaad, Lord Farquaad. Um, <laughs> uh, currently, uh, well, coming up next, we've got the segment that we had with John, Chloe and Paul, which was about caring for a sick partner. Uh, our theme this week is winter or it's cold. Um, so we're going to be talking about something that happens often in winter, uh, which is getting colds yeah. and um yikes not excited for that yeah looking say. after sick partners yeah um have uh, i'm actually gonna chloe i'm gonna ask you oh gosh um, okay have you ever looked after a sick partner and if so how did you do so um i haven't looked after a sick partner but i have a prime example of like basically a contaminated zone I was, it was like first year out of year 12 yep. and I moved into a house share with my best friend and her boyfriend and her boyfriend got sick, therefore she got sick and then I got sick and it was a really, really horrible flu that just wouldn't go and I was like, we couldn't like go to work for a while so it was just like this whole like contagion, oh, it's horrible, yeah. Sounds fully sick, bro, <laughs> oh, fully sick. Man, yeah, I'm sick bum. If you do like listening to puns, you should keep tuning into this show. Mm -hmm. If you don't like listening to puns, you should still keep tuning into this show <laughs> and just deal with the fact that I like saying puns. Smooth puns. Yeah. Um, but I think it's like a nettable. Like if if I'm sick, you're definitely going to get sick. And But if you're romantic yeah. about it and you give me chocolate, I'll be happy. I don't know. I've had a few situations in a past relationship where um, someone was just like, I'm sick, fuck off. Ooh. Like sick, we're not hanging out. Oh. Language warning. And I was like, yes, language warning, sorry. Yeah. Just want to say yeah. that More after like 8 o'clock, yeah, we can swear and there's yeah. no repercussions. So just yeah. letting all you listeners know that we may curse a little bit. Yeah, may and, curse a little bit. And that is okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there's been, there were a few times where she was like, yeah, I'm sick. No, not today. Oh. And I was like, okay. And there were, maybe I'm a bit more romantic, perhaps. And I was yeah. sick. And she still came over and she was like, why am I? Why am I here? Why am I here? You're sick and disgusting. And you like, because I'm poor, I'm like to hang me. out with you. And I'm That's a why. feeble, feeble man that needs tissues and, <laughs> and I'm just, you know, in like snuggles. five layers. You're my number one at the moment. <laughs> number two's away. <laughs> I've been like five layers, shivering, watching a movie. He's like, isn't this fun? And she's, you know, in one layer, sitting next to me going, no. Not really, no. She really. has no blankets. She's I, just not having fun. See, I'm, when someone comes and looks after me... I'm just like, you're the most angelic, amazing person ever. Mm. And, like, if you want to get on my good side, when I'm sick like, and you come over, like, you get mega brownie points. Oh, yeah, true. It's like, it's like you've just unlocked a, a mode in a video game where you score, like, double or triple points. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, all you've got to do is, like, make sure that I'm, like, I've got water or soup or, or food Chicken and soup. that I'm... I'm uh, well covered by blankets and I'm watching a cool movie and that you talk to me and it's like mega goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, though, that's the other thing. You're like, you were talking earlier about like the contagion. Do you guys ever experience the dilemma where I love you, I want to help you, but I really cannot afford to get sick right now yeah. and mm -hmm. have that, have that issue? Legit. Do you yeah. guys find that ever find that causes tension in your relationships? Yeah, as I was saying before, it was pretty much, like, the exact same situation. Mm. I think she was just like, I really don't want to get sick. Yeah. Uh, I like you a I lot. I feel like that's pretty fair to say. Yeah, like, you're a cool person. I like you a lot. But also... I'll just see you in a week, yeah, you know? Just get better. Just get on the cold and flus, you know? Yeah. 
um, I don't know because I reckon that uh, some of my past partners if they were sick they would sort of expect me to be there to help right. them right okay and that's that's difficult um, and we're going to be talking more about how we invest our time and also expectations later in the show mm. um, when we get a bit deeper into the subjects um, but yeah so I, they would expect that sort of thing and they would say like um, if you really uh, loved me you would care about my health and well-being Uh-oh. and therefore you should Oofy. you should make sure it happens warning, where, oh. warning sign massive warning sign red alert don't use that if you love me that, that <laughs> is true blackmail 101 <laughs> that is true though I question whether or not that's just them feeling terrible rather than actually I mean honestly if I was really sick I'd probably write some crazy stuff as well yeah um, because I get pretty delusional when I'm sick which is also um, I, I probably like being alone more when I'm sick yeah me too uh, I'd like to just lock myself up and just be like if I fall asleep for a day it'll be gone that's it if you come over I'll have to talk or I'll have to you know physically move or physically make um, some kind of I'd have to get out of bed or something um, so that's why I'm kind of iffy on coming over and helping me. Uh, it's the presence itself is really nice, but probably personally, I'd probably just prefer to. Creep Who up. doesn't like though, like when you're sick, just in the covers, watching a movie, mm. nice Sunday avo in bed, mm. chilling. Like that that's, is nice. That is. I nice. do like that. Yeah. So if that's the case, do you guys ever have like sick sex? I oof, no <laughs> sick sex sounds wrong. And I've seen, I don't know, I feel like you would just spread something. I did that the week, actually. It was really bad. I'll know. Yeah. I've definitely, I've been going in and out of a cold with my roommate. She keeps passing him back and forth. And then I, like, been seeing this guy and I did it. I was like, do I tell him? Nah. (laughs) Nah. (laughs) He'll find out soon enough. (laughs) (laughs) Make his, like, he's going to Europe. Like, that's already, like, a shove to me. Like, might as well, like. Get him give you something. May as well just give him like a deadly disease. It'd be great. Wow. What a prank. Jeez. Brutal. May as well give him some of the flu. Take have, that. Have you ever given your girlfriend any deadly diseases? No, I haven't. It wasn't well, a deadly disease. Well, it was a flu. Well, Pick it's deadly for a guy ball. going to Europe. What do you mean? It's warm. He'll sweat it out. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, apparently having sex while you're sick is a good way of helping you get better. Hmm. Yeah. It's the blood flowing. Yeah, it keeps you warm. Yeah. In- increases your heart, wa- mm-hmm. heart rate, um, l- releases a whole bunch of uh, good uh, hormones mm. for your body. Yeah, see? Um, Should so, be listening. But that being said, I can totally understand when Why it, not? It, yeah. it's like, oh, no, I do not feel like it. Please don't touch me. That being said, I'm a terrible romantic and I'm like, please hold me. I am a feeble and poor man. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but that's just me. And that was Kerry Vorosik Partner by John, Chloe and Paul. Really good chat on that, um, having a chat about that. Uh, exactly right. And we're going to chuck it to I Never Liked You by the Road Traders. That's probably what they're thinking when they've got a sick partner, probably, I guess. But <laughs> I never liked you. No, we'll chuck to that song now. You're on the Naughty Root Show with Jack, Molly, Felicity and Erin. 
I never liked you by the road traders. You're on the Naughty Road Show with Jack, Felicity, Molly, and Erin. And during that song, we were just booging the, booging the studio down, basically. <laughs> by where you mean? the crap yeah. out of the studio. Pretty much. Poor Felicity was was frightened by Molly because <laughs> <laughs> Molly screamed, <laughs> screaming, and just embo- embodying her. Just a yeah. nat best scream. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So. She was trying to imitate one, this, one of the singers from the song. <laughs> exactly. I think I did a pretty good, good job. Given that you it were was a good effort. You were I pretty mean, scared. You were so, saying yeah. that like nat best screams like friend. Like in a friendly manner, and, and, and you did it as a random Mind example. Mind you, we are confined in a box. And you've just gone, ah! Yeah, yeah it's being like, mindful. We're breaking the fourth wall here again. We're, we're in a tiny little studio. Like, yeah. And then, the course, and, then there's, and then they're singing along, and then they've just gone, ugh. And I've just done it in time, and everyone just looked at me like, what the hell? Everyone's <laughs> delirious nowadays. It's supposed to be the way that you knew literally every nuance in the song. Like, I know, like, every you know the lyrics, but I also know the moans, which is weird. <laughs> Coming up now, we have, uh, it's actually an interview that I did uh, with a fellow Sin Volley, um, Kimmy Lovegrove, and this was for the Reconciliation Week episode that myself, Erin, and Hamish did. Um, So here it is. This week, I had a chat to fellow Sin Volunteer, Kimmy Lovegrove, who is an Aboriginal woman, uh, who is, I think, actually on the day that I interviewed her she had one last class to go right after we interviewed of her whole degree so, so she's just finished which is amazing oh, awesome. um yeah really great interview i loved talking to her about well lots of issues i'm just gonna i'm just gonna play it just gonna play it this is uh kimmy lovegrove we're talking about some serious stuff if you need help at any time you can contact beyond blue at 1300 2246636 kids helpline on 1800 55 1800 or lifeline on 131114 hi my name's uh Kimberly Lovegrove I'm a state uh, aboriginal woman from south australia living in victoria so we want to have a bit of a chat about some of the issues that regard Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander youth, what would some of the first issues that would come to your mind when we're talking about disadvantages? Yep. Um, So the first thing that comes to mind is definitely mental health um, because we do have a lot of young Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people that do struggle with their identity and fitting into, I guess, a um, group, which I don't believe you know, should exist, you know, we shouldn't be putting labels on each other. And that's when mental health comes into it, because when we start putting labels on people, then I guess we use that labels to identify us. For example, a label could be, you know, you're really into, I guess, punk emo music. And someone, I guess, judges you based on that and doesn't give you the same opportunities as someone who's into, like, Christian rock kind of music. Sure. Thanks for that. So do you have any examples or any personal experiences that you want to share with us when it comes to that? When it comes to, I guess, feeling disadvantaged and being made felt different is I've had circumstances where people haven't agreed with some of the decisions I've made in a kind of leadership role capacity and they've tried to make me feel bad about myself and it's come from a place of, you know, jealousy and not being able to have the same opportunities as me and I don't um, deal with confrontation very well as does any 
person on earth. Yeah, it's pretty so, tough. Yeah, it, it was uh, really hard to, I guess, get past and get through. So I'm very lucky to be surrounded by family and friends that were completely supportive and were able to give me advice so I wouldn't be struggling and being depressed about it when I had done nothing wrong and that it comes from they want the same opportunity as you, but sometimes people work a little bit harder. So some people are more vocal about, you know, what needs to be done. And that's something that I'm very proud to do whenever I see that there's an opportunity that a lot of young people can have access to. I'm very vocal saying, you know, you need to apply for this program because it's going to give you the necessary experience to become a better professional or better person so I've been able to get some of my friends to get involved with sin for example um, because they've said okay I really do want to use my voice and I really do want to let the general public know this is happening this is what we can work towards to create a better environment and I guess place um, in Melbourne whenever I see a massive opportunity I'm always saying okay do this do this do this even if I don't know much about the opportunity or initiative. That's great. I think it's really good that you recognise the opportunities that are available, particularly directed towards Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander youth and that you are helping your community engage in that. I think that that's a really positive thing and I think you should be really proud of that. Thank you. Yeah. So I want to touch on something that we talked about before we started having a talk on air. You talked about some of the issues when it came to media representation. Can you... Can you start on what you feel about that? Uh, So I've been actually a part of SIN since 2015. So I uh, joined uh, SIN through the diversity program. Uh, So I was a great program. It is. Everybody apply. Um, (laughs) So I was able to, you know, learn about, I guess, how underrepresented diverse people are in mainstream uh, radio, especially through community radio. Because when you actually think of radio itself, you just think of like a white male just putting out all his thoughts and that kind of stuff. And boring. It's completely boring and people aren't really going to listen to what you have to say. And I've learned that, you know, radio is another tool that we can use to push out positive messages. And that's what I'm always doing. Whenever I see someone doing great work, I always kind of push them through that bright light on the stage and just say, okay, you've done really great work. You should be acknowledged for it. Because when you do great work and you're not acknowledged for it, you're like, what did I do wrong? I, what should I do? And for myself, when I've applied for like an award or anything like that, and if I don't get it, I kind of look back on ha- what I've done to actually get that far. And I kind of push myself to that um, bright light on the stage, kind of say, I've done this. Who wants to come, come and join me so we can build a bigger and better community. So I feel, so what, yeah. is that might be what we um, at the Naughty Rude show like to call owning your shit. Yes. Pretty much. What sort of changes would you like to see in that direction, particularly when it came to, as you said, community radio? Yep. So, for example, um, SIN is actually creating a reconciliation action plan to get more Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people involved in SIN. So, with that, I see, you know, putting out there, this is what SIN does and that this is 
the best way or one of the best ways you can actually use your voice to talk about important issues because there's a lot of Victorian young Aboriginal people that are protesting they're you know speaking to heads of departments to create that change for their people and I definitely see sin as one of those online tools or I guess broadcasting tools to actually get that ball rolling when it comes to for example with the Victorian government with some of their initiatives that are not advertised as much as they should be so um, using community radio instead of mainstream radio because with uh, mainstream radio they have this I guess uh, perception that you know if you don't meet their criteria that they're really not going to promote or support you uh, mm-hmm. So that's what I love about community radio, that is for everybody, um, you know, even though we're from different backgrounds and we are from different cultures, we all have the same, um, I guess, motivation is to, you know, use our voices to promote good things. I was actually at a Roxanne Gay talk on Monday night and she was talking about in the US how the lack of media representation in television shows as broadcasters, as newsreaders for African-American women and African-Americans in general was a sort of erasure of their experience and their existence within a society. Is this something that resonates with your experience within Australia? I definitely think because of a lot of mainstream media that they've put out stories about young Aboriginal people, whether it be them drunk or fighting or doing drugs or anything like that, um, that it kind of uh, will cut a lot of job opportunities and um, experiences to expand their knowledge on defined work. Because when you go to employ and you say that you're an Aboriginal person, they automatically think drugs, alcohol, thief and all that kind of stuff, especially these small businesses. So I definitely think that when you have uh, mainstream media putting out these really bad stories about young Aboriginal people or any young person in general, that is actually cutting, I guess, the opportunity for a young person to expand their knowledge or their education or to find them a job that's actually going to, I guess, pick them up from where they're going and actually inspire them to do more with their life. So that was Kimmy Lovegrove um, and me having a chat. Uh, how long? It was about a month ago. Yeah, about a month, month ago. ago. Reconciliation week, so it would have been the Sunday. Of- yeah. Uh, we just had to cut her short, but um, you can go back and listen to that episode. It has been podcasted and is available on iTunes. And I'll be posting it on the Twitter and the Facebook later on as well. I'll be posting all the um, the shows that we've been playing tonight. Uh, so go back and listen to those and, yeah, enjoy the season of work from these excellent symbols here oh. on Naughty Road. <laughs> oh, shucks. I just wait for the moment where we just become rich and famous and just throw back to all our old <laughs> yeah, shit. Right? Yeah, right? Look at all this old stuff I was doing back in the day. Radio yeah. and rich and famous. Interesting. Mm. <laughs> um, up next, we have a really nice track, Baltimore by Nina Simone, and you're listening to the Naughty Road Show on Sin Nation. And that was uh, Baltimore by Nina Simone. This is the Naughty Road Show on Sin Nation. And now, just before we fling it over and uh, have a little collaboration with the Love at First Swipe babes, mm-hmm. we have a segment yes. to do for you. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I was trying to think about other, safe. I'm trying to think about other words that rhyme with you and blue and everything else, but I can't actually. Yes. <laughs> too late. Yeah, no, too much. No. So uh, my story is that I have just come back from a family holiday. Um, well, a holiday in Europe. The end part was with my parents mm-hmm. who have been travelling for the year. And we were in Iceland in a camper van in close quarters, me and my boyfriend and my parents for eight days. Awkward? Uh what do you mean, awkward? I'm just like, well... Are you talking about sexually awkward? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Let's, let's, All right. Let's let's because I'm like, I'm like, when you mentioned you and your partner, I was like, okay. Um. <laughs> no, it was actually fine. But then, obviously, there was very little room to move in mm. all sense <laughs> of the word. And also, my, there was a little comment that my mum made um, before they were going to bed, because I had separate beds, because it was just too small for them to yep. share that crappy little double bed that they Ugh. say a double bed. <laughs> and my mum kind of like slapped my my dad a bit on the ass, and I was oh. like, oh. And then she's like, don't worry, Molly, it's the most action we're going to get tonight. And I was just like, oh, oh. And, and then I was also surprised at my reaction, because here I am thinking that I'm this liberal person, and I'm okay about talking about sex. And as soon as my parents were like showing excitement towards each other in a very innocent way. I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> no. Yeah, so how do you guys go with that? I think I'm just more shocked at the fact that that's the way she put it. Like, oh, that's the most action. <laughs> <laughs> You're still reeling. It's just disgusting. It's, yeah. I, yeah, I suppose if the tables are turned and my parents said that. Well, actually, I've walked into my parents having sex with me. Oh, do tell oh, too, though. Oh, oh it's, it was just eh, one fat person on top of a skinny person. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> too much information there, but oh, Lord, that was quite a sight. Um... Mm. I have a story. Yeah. Yes. I have a story. Um, okay, so I think it's just funny the way that you put, like, how your reaction was different. You never expect your reaction to be the reaction no. that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents are quite tame, <laughs> but I have family friends, close family friends who've been friends for a long time, and, yeah, their parents are not tame. <laughs> not oh, tame at all. Okay. Very, very open. I think every time I'm at their house, they do it deliberately just to, like, put me in an uncomfortable <laughs> position. So what, what does that mean? They, they just... flirt, they flirt, they... Oh, okay. um, Make it very visible that they are touching each other in the kitchen, not in a way that is like, whoa, okay, like okay. move away. Or like, or like, like, or a cheeky, ha- like a cheeky spank, or like a. Whoa. See, that's alright. Or like a, <laughs> like, hey okay. daddy, like kind of oh. thing. And it's like, whoa. yeah, my no, parents like, do that yeah, too. Yeah, my parents I mean. do do that. And because my parents don't do that at all. Mm. Yeah. At first, when I was quite young, that was very strange to me. I would go to my friend's house and go, where am I? Like, what kind of obscure sexual dungeon am I living in? (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, as I got older, it turned into a bit of a game where they were like, oh, Aaron's over. Let's try and and get on edge. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, look, it's not going to happen. Yeah. I've seen some stuff. Like, I've built up a defense against Mm, this. I'm 19 now, so. I'm 19. I'm an adult. (laughs) I've seen things. Yeah. Yeah. What about your parents, Jack? Yeah, totally. So, I, um, like my parents are separated so it's like two separate families really um mum and um, dad and his partner they're not really like overly like affectionate towards each other like they love each other obviously but they're not obviously overly affectionate mm. um whereas my uh, my mum and her partner um they've been married for three years so it's obviously still quite new and quite fresh um and my stepdad and it's, it's good that I say this because you know the step stepdad stepson relationships generally aren't good this one is really good and the weird thing is he'll say to me whenever um mum and Andrew go out for you know for lunch or wherever they go out at the house Andrew will say to me now 
Jack, uh, just keep the tissues close by. I'm like, whoa, okay. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> wow. I'm like, whoa, okay. Yeah, I'm not going to be doing any, any of that sort of stuff. He goes, all right, that's fine, but just yeah, clean, up, clean up after yourself. I'm like, whoa, what? just, yeah, I can't. It's like, it's, well, one is kind of awkward because it's like, it's, you have a step out as well. Like, you're not wearing flesh and blood sort of deal. True. Um, but on the on the flip side, as I say, it's actually good that like he's talk to me, talking to me about that sort of stuff. He doesn't feel the need to like censor himself in any way. Yeah. But I kind of appreciate it if you did. Like, <laughs> can you just censor yourself yeah, um, for a second? <laughs> um, but it's like it's no, but it's like I, it's, I think it's fine. I am a little bit uncomfortable, but I'm like, meh. That's just that's just him and who he is. I'm like, whatever. Who am I to change that? So, sure. but it's like it's still a bit awkward. <laughs> I, I I I just wonder how we can overcome that awkwardness because I think that it's really healthy uh, as Erin was saying about her friends' parents. Um, my parents are quite affectionate, like that, mm. and. Uh, apart from the odd occasion where I'm somewhat uncomfortable, to be fair, it was in a camper van and we were there for eight days. It was day one. There were alarm bells ringing. Um, but I'm really, really thankful that I've seen that kind of affection growing up because I'm naturally quite an affectionate person and I think that if my parents weren't, I would feel kind of awkward in my natural ability to want to cuddle and show that affection mm-hmm. in what I had been taught from my parents. You know what I mean? Sure. Mm. Yeah. And the interesting about that, the th- interesting thing about that is that, like, in mum's new par- in mum's new partnership, new new relationship, um, she's very affectionate towards Andrew, and it's like it's it's good to see, but it's mm. very awkward for me because I'm like in her previous marriage, and then again my father. Well, obviously I was I was too young to realise what was going on, mm. but in mum's previous marriage, that was for ten or so years. She wasn't affectionate at all. So it's like, and I think I was in puberty at that time. So I was like, my thoughts around love and relationships and that sort of thing was shaped. And now that this has come about, um, it's obviously, it's good to see, but it's extremely awkward for me to watch. And I'm just like, I can't do this. <laughs> what do you think would make it easier? Um, I don't know. I think I'm, I think I'm, I'm coming around to it now. It took me a couple, it took me a year or so. Um, but I don't know. I don't, I don't really know what would make it easier because I'm not really good at articulating what actually makes me uncomfortable about it? Like, what part of it makes me uncomfortable? But I don't know. Well, you know what? <laughs> I have compiled a list of four points. Could help me. That could help overcome the awkwardness for anyone who wants to chat with their parents about sex or is confronted with their approach with sex. Mm. So, point number one. Mm. Remember that you would not exist without the act of penetrative sex or, if you were conceived by IVF, the act of someone jacking off into a cup. So your parents are at least somewhat acquainted with sex and it's not a big secret that we all pretend it is. So if we all kind of remember that we exist on that level because of that, then, you know... It's human nature. Exactly. It is. Yeah, it is. But I just had a mental image of my parents having sex again and... Mm. Oh, oh, this is a little bit of vomit in my mouth, says Felicity. <laughs> <laughs> and it, does not help, it does not help the fact that my name is Jack in this situation. <laughs> not right. Yes. <laughs> the tissues are next to you if you need them. Whoa! Oh, okay. okay. All right, all right, all right, all right. Okay, number two. Be patient. It might not be instantly easy to touch on sex as a topic, and it might take a few times to ease the tension. Good choice of words. (laughs) Good choice of words. Ease the tension. (laughs) Number three, talk to your parents about why it's awkward for you. The chances are the same reasons it's awkward for you are the same ones your parents will have. Sharing that common ground can help break the tension. 
That's true. Oh, but you see, my parents aren't awkward about it at all. Like, it's, <laughs> so it's just you. It's just yeah, you. It's just, it's just your own I, personal hurdle. Yeah, totally. Mm. Yeah, mm. I think it's hard, especially from my perspective anyway, in my experience, the first time to speak to your parents about sex. Mm. If Some people never even get to that mm. stage, I know. Yeah, that's but, me. I've never talked yeah. about sex with my parents. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Except like, for me walking into them. Oh. Oh. That wasn't a conversation, more so. That was you looking through a window, like oh, <laughs> no, it wasn't through a window. It was I, I mean, like a metaphorical window of like you're isolated on this side. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but um, it's yeah. I think once you get past that first step, for me anyway, personally, yeah. it was like, all right, I'm comfortable now with myself. I can kind of deal with your stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and the last one is do your research. So if you're asking them about things that you don't necessarily know what you want their opinion on. You know, Google is very easily accessed these days. Just don't do a Google image search, please. No, <laughs> no, but you can have the safe search off. That's mm. fine. But just do your research, you know. Find some articles, read a few uh, websites, and that's what I've got. Does anyone want to add to that? Great. No, it's perfect. It's pretty, no, it's pretty perfect, yeah. If, if anyone wants to add anything to it or would like to contribute to the conversation further into the next season as well, um, you can follow us on Facebook at The Naughty Rude Show and you can follow us on Twitter as well at Naughty Rude. Send us a question as well if anytime, 24-7, thenaughtyrudeshow.tumblr.com forward slash ask. This is our last show for the season, guys, but we are actually jumping ship now, right now, to Sin 90.7 FM, our FM station, to join the guys from Love at First Swipe. Um, Naughty Rude will be back same time, 8 to 10 p.m next Sunday and right now we're going to play you another song to go to the break it's Youth by Troy Sivan you are listening to the Naughty Rude Show with Jack, Aaron, Molly, Felicity on Sin Nation you can listen to the Naughty Rude Show live 8 to 10pm every Sunday on Sin Nation so 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 scandalous